Welcome back. We're in Revelation chapter 14, verse uh, about 18 or so. And we did part of 18, but we'll go back through it. 18. Here we go. Let's go. 18. Another angel came out from the altar who had power over fire, and he cried with a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. Right. So, an episode, I think it was last episode, I uh, mentioned that to him is not capitalized, and for the moment I had a brain fog. That's because there's two people in view here, or two entities in view here with the sickle. And the previous verses we were talking about Jesus with the sickle, and now we're talking about an angel with the sickle. So each has a sickle. Jesus thrusts his sickle uh, for the harvest in verse 15. And here we have an angel who is doing it in verse 18. So that's why uh, the hymn there is not capitalized. It says, Thrust in your sharp, sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for their grapes are fully wrath. Perhaps we had more in view the Gentiles in uh, verse 15, and here the uh, nation of Israel, the Jewish people, in verse 18. That is uh, at least one view out there. And uh, But... Regardless, it is about judgment. It is about God's judgment, which is perfect, which is divine, which is really greater than we can fully comprehend. He'll explain it to us, but we know that sin must be dealt with. We know that if someone murders someone on this earth or someone rapes someone, everybody wants justice for that person. They want them to reap the consequences of their behavior. It's natural. We understand that. If something happened to your mother, your brother, your sister, rape, murder, theft, uh, got beaten, something like that, you'd be angry and you would want revenge. You would want vengeance. You would want justice. And that is exactly what God is going to serve up, only he doesn't do it in our timing. Our timing is right here, right now, do it, God. And then sometimes there's an ultimate ultimatum. If you don't do this, then I don't believe in you or the promise that will undoubtedly be broken. Lord, if you just do this, I will serve you every minute for the rest of my life. Or if you do this thing, then I will quit this other thing. A promise that will almost certainly get broken within a couple of hours, days, weeks, or months, or years. But justice is a good thing, and justice will be served, but in God's perfect timing. And I believe the earth has been around for about six years and about four thousand about two thousand years since Jesus came. So his timetable is different than mine. We can't expect everything to just unfold right here today and in our lifetime. Now maybe it will. Maybe we'll see lots. But remember before nineteen forty eight, a lot of people started getting some very bad theology going on in relation to the Bible and Israel. They're like, Well, that was wrong. Israel isn't coming back, so this and this and this and this. And really, that's where a lot of that anti-Semitism began. And they didn't believe that Israel was the chosen nation anymore, that God just wrote them off. But God had a purpose for them. If we were just patient and waited on them, we would have seen that in 1948 they became a nation again, and people started flocking to Israel. And there's a lot of people over there today, and I haven't been over there, but this is stories from people, and they'll say, where'd you come from? And they'll say, you know, so-and-so from Detroit or Mexico or wherever. They'll say, why'd you come? They're like, I don't know. Just kind of felt drawn to come here. No reason, no like, hey, I had a job waiting, or there was a lottery ticket waiting for me. It's just 
you know, God moving in their hearts to get them back there, a gathering of uh, some of the Jewish people back to Israel. So pretty awesome stuff there. And so verse 19, so the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Verses 10, then 14 and 16, then 17 and 20 all speak of God's divine judgment on a rebellious world. Remember that this vengeance belongs to God, and he apparently uses an angel or angels to help carry out his tasks. Not because he has to, because he's, he's weak and he needs the help or he can't do it himself, but because he chooses to work through angels at times. And think about you and just yourself, not your neighbor, not your friends, not your family, just you. Do you think that God could work through you? Ask yourself that honest question. Is it possible for God to work through you? That others may see Christ through you? Because unlike doubting Thomas, who did doubt but was able to touch Jesus, your co-workers, your family, your friends, your neighbors won't be able to see Jesus in the flesh, but they'll be able to see him in your flesh. If you're doing his work in his name and telling people about Jesus, then you're the hands and feet of Jesus. So, I ask you the question again. Do you think that God can work through you? If you don't, I encourage you to pray about that. Read the Bible and know that He can work through you. And He will use people for mighty works. And He will also use people as instruments of judgment. He puts people in power. He put Trump in power. He put Biden in power. He put Hitler in power. All of this. He's sovereign. He knows what's going on. There's a purpose for it. He'll reveal it to us in heaven. I have no doubt about that. It may take me a while to comprehend it, or it may be a boom. Here's why. Maybe we'll meet people, and he'll be like, you know what? Go three blocks that way, up six stories, talk to Jonathan. He'll explain. When you hear his story, you'll understand. Something like that. I don't know. Um, But... We can't try to question his timing or his ability, and we certainly can't call him weak. We certainly can't say that he has to work through us. So at the same time that he can work through us, he doesn't need us. So people are like, oh, just if that Hollywood movie star would come to Jesus, wow, what that would do for the kingdom. Or think of Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, the two richest people in the world. What if they came to Jesus? All that money that they could use to to the kingdom of Christ, well... That's their choice. But God is going to work and continue working whether they come to Christ or not. He doesn't need them. Typically, I would say he doesn't work through mighty people. Sometimes he does uh, through powerful people. But I, I would say more often than not, it's the people who are not powerful, the people who are not necessarily what the world would think of as you know, rich and powerful and I want to follow you and the best looking and stuff like that. I mean... The disciples, just look at the disciples. They were carpenters and fishermen and tax collectors, people who were kind of maybe the lower end of society. Uh, I don't think any of them were politicians or rich or powerful to my knowledge at, at this moment, just kind of thinking through this. And it seems to be have been that way through lots of history. So, yes, God can work through you, but he can also work without you. So don't think that he needs you to finish that task, but know that he wants to work through you, but only if your heart's in it and you ask him. So verse 20 says, 
And the winepress was trampled outside the city. And blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridles for 1,600 furlongs. So verse 20, and the winepress was trampled. This is God's judgment on a rebellious world that largely rejected him. It was trampled outside the city. This is a big battle, and the enemy is defeated. Blood is flowing big time. The city of God usually refers to believers collectively. And the city of Babylon, also known as the city of Satan, refers to unbelievers, followers of the beast. You're Really, there's only two teams in this game. Okay, Think about a football game, basketball game, uh, baseball game. There are two teams, and there are no fans. Okay? So think of COVID, where you have these sporting events going on, and there's no fans. But there's still two teams. Which team are you on? And you can't just root for a team. You actually have to be on the team. Now, granted, you're not going to walk onto a basketball court, and they're going to look at me at five foot eight, can't jump that great, can't shoot that great, 46, I'm getting old. They're not going to say, hey, you come play on this you know, all-star team or team that's going for the championship. <laughs> but Jesus' team, you know, if you walk onto the court to Team Jesus, you'd be like, come on. I don't care how big, how small, how rich, how powerful, how weak you think you are, society says you are. How good looking, how not good looking, whatever. You want to be on this team? Just ask me, and I will put you on this team. And if you're not on that team, you're on the other team. But there's no fans. You can't just sit from the stands. There's a great book. I can't remember who wrote it, but he it was called uh, I think it was called I Am Not a Fan. And what he the the premise of the book was saying I'm not going to be a spectator. I'm not going to just sit here and say Go Jesus, Go Team Jesus, y'all do it. You're doing great. I'm going to root for you from over here, right? I'm going to have my hot dog and my coke and my pretzels. And I'm just going to root for it. He's saying No, I'm not a fan. I'm going to get out of the fans and go onto the field and be on that team. And that's what we're called to do. So here it says trampled outside the city. There's some different commentary uh, on that. Jerusalem, outside of Jerusalem, Armageddon, etc. But I I don't think we need to be dogmatic about it. We're going to find out during the tribulation. Those who are alive will know. And us in heaven, maybe God will let us look down and kind of see what's going on. And then we'll say, oh, that's what outside the city means. It says, And blood came out of the wine press up to the horse's bridles for 1,600 furlongs. So many, probably most, believe that this is a hyperbole, but there will indeed be a ton of blood flowing. That is not a hyperbole. Uh, But the amount of blood, many say is a hyperbole. Some say it's not, that it's actual amount of blood. Um, I don't have a staunch staunch position one way or another. But many commentators believe this blood will flow from the Battle of Armageddon down the Rift Valley of Jordan, past Jerusalem, to the city of Bozrah. Now, you have a choice when it comes to blood. Your own blood will be shed, and you'll rely on yourself and have eternal condemnation for rejecting the truth. Or, you can be washed by the spilled blood of Christ, which can cover you and make you pure white, and be born again to enjoy eternal life. But know that the choice is yours, and it is yours alone. No one else can choose for you. So stop looking at your peers and your friends and your colleagues or family for acceptance. Stop trying to do things to excite them or get their attention. The only acceptance that has any eternal reward is you accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
that's whose acceptance you should seek. And if you genuinely confess your sin to him, repent, ask him into your life and ask him to forgive you, then you're covered. You're absolutely covered. It doesn't matter what anyone around you in the society says. Now, don't be a jerk about it. Don't flaunt. And don't be angry. Be loving. Be kind. Be gentle. Be patient. Be all the things that God calls us to be so that people can see us and say, something's different about that person. I want to get to know them more. And as they get to know you, they're going to hear your story and who you were and who you are in Jesus and how your life has changed and how anger and bitterness and looking into the past and worrying about the future maybe not gone completely because we're still being sanctified in this life and we still have our flesh to deal with but has largely dissipated in favor of love and joy and patience and peace and trusting in God that's the story that we want to tell people that's the story that God wants us to to tell. That's the story that he wants our lives to sing. And tomorrow we'll get into verse or chapter 15, verse 1. It will be a good one. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your timing. It's better than ours. It's different than ours. If we try to take control of timing and just produces impatience in us, produces anxiety and angst and worry, Lord, help us to trust you, whatever anybody may be dealing with today. And maybe, maybe some people listening to this are in a great season where there's really nothing wrong, but many of us, there's something going on, Lord. Maybe it's impatience. Uh, maybe it's uh, fear of COVID. Maybe it's recovering from COVID. Maybe it's having lost loved one to COVID. Maybe it's uh, not having the money that we want or we need or having the position or power or there's marital issues or cancer. Whatever it is, Lord, I just pray that you would pour your blessing and remember, we are blessed no matter what is going on. If we have you, Lord, we're blessed, even in cancer and death and sickness and poverty, all of that, Lord. And we thank you. Help us to give thanks to you today for everything, including the tough things in our life, because they can shape us and make us better for you and better soldiers to win souls for Christ. Help us to do that, Lord, in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.